It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Last week, I posted on Facebook about how I was looking for new contributors to Success Profiles Magazine, which is a magazine that I started a few months ago. I have some amazing contributors already, but it's always good to surround yourself with new talent whenever possible. So I was pleasantly surprised by the level of support that I got, and a bunch of people raised their hand and said they want to write something. So after three hours, I responded to my own post, and I said, I've got my limit for next month, but thanks everyone for inquiring. Well, I continued getting responses for the rest of the day. So I have an abundance of people to work with for a while. And the great lesson for me that I am continually reminded of is that when I ask for help, people will gladly provide it. Sometimes we're afraid to ask for help or we don't want to impose on other people. But the truth is people are basically good. And if they see a need, they will help out if they can. So if this resonates with you and there's something in your life or in your career that you've not asked for help with, but you need to do it, you might be pleasantly surprised and happy with what happens for you. So with all this in mind, I would love to introduce my special guest for the week. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. My guest this week is David DiGiorgio. Let me tell you a little bit about him. David is a speaker, mentor, consultant, TEDx speaking coach, and founder of the Speaker's Experience at Sea. He was involved in the theater industry for over 25 years and is an award-winning producer, creator, and director. He's been featured in several magazines, podcasts, and radio shows, and David is known as Master of the Pitch because he's crafted hundreds of pitches for entrepreneurs and executives to successfully expand their business. Uh, David's passion is to take clients from unheard and uncertain to unforgettable and unstoppable. He's the author of the brand new book coming out very soon called Being Unapologetic, Empowering High Achievers to Become Visionary Leaders and Speakers. We will talk about all of this and so much more on the show. So here we are with my very special guest, David DiGiorgio. David, how are you? I am fantastic. So great to be here with you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. This has been a long time coming, and I'm so grateful that we finally have this opportunity. So the first thing I normally ask people is just to give us a sense of your your background, how you started, some things that you overcame, and how you got to where you are now. Your history in particular is really fascinating. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like we could have a whole show about this. Um, how did I get started? Well, um, I am a composer first. So I have a, uh, I studied composition, music composition. And when I was 19, I published a Canadian musical and I spent a long time <clears throat> working in theater, musical theater, as a first as a musical director, then as a director, creator, producer. And I started to become very obsessed with standing ovations and performers. I was really obsessed with looking at how amazing some performers were and how 
not as amazing some other performers were. Mm-hmm. And I guess over the years, I really just started to pay attention. And, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've always paid attention to this. There's something about that X factor quality that I've always been very compelled by. <clears throat> so as I was a theater producer and had my own successful theater production company, I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, actually. And so I was running my company there and I decided that I wanted to do some some more good in the world. So I decided to become a high school music teacher. And for nearly 10 years, I was a head of a music department in a high school. And while I was doing that, had a lot of fun doing that, I thought, oh, I have a hole in my schedule. So I decided to open a yoga studio also. Now, all of that might seem like a lot of random uh, different paths that I took all concurrently. So that's, I think, the important thing to remember. But what I've realized, and especially in just completing writing this debut book of mine is that they all have to do with being and my entire life. I've paid very, very close attention to who people are and how people show up in life. And I think it's because I spent most of my life not being authentic to myself. I grew up in an immigrant family Um, amazing, amazing parents. We never wanted for anything and they worked super, super hard. But at the same time, you know, it was, um, they had certain ideas of what their sons should do. And you were either going to be an accountant, a doctor or a lawyer. My brother chose accountant, so I couldn't do that. And they didn't think I was smart enough to be a doctor. So my path was to go into law. So you can imagine the conversations that happened around the Italian dinner table when Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going into music. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an interesting, an interesting conversation to have. And, and then, um, as some, I'm sure some of your listeners will resonate with this, you know, I also realized in high school and sort of towards the end of high school, I was a I was late in figuring this out for myself that I was gay and I did not share that with my parents until I was 33 because I knew what the outcome would be. And in fact, when I did finally come out to them at 33, I was instantly disowned. Mm. And, um, you know, I realized at that point that was a really big turning point. One of the big turning points in my life where I thought, okay, well now I just have me. So I have to be myself completely. And that's when everything really started to turn around. And I realized that as I looked back on all the successes of my life, in contrast to all of the failures of different degrees, I started to realize that the real secret was in my way of being. And in the times in my life that I was absolutely authentic to myself and I just showed up in my own power without letting anyone diminish me or diminish my light, I had the greatest successes. Mm. And in contrast, when I wasn't being authentic to who I was, I had some of the biggest struggles, the biggest failures of my life. So while all of that happened back in 2009, 2010, I decided that I wanted some freedom and I started to travel around the world. I literally took a year off. Well, Let's back up for a second. In 2011, my house was hit by lightning and burnt to the ground, which is another major turning point in my life. Why? But which caused me to 
um, take some time off and do nothing. So I took a year off. I traveled around the world. I did six continents, 150,000 flying miles in that year. And I, I realized that there's nothing more than simply um, being who you are. And in that whole time of traveling, I attracted an amazing partner. And now I live in my dream city of San Diego, um, which is actually a funny story because when I was 16, I visited San Diego on a high school band trip. And I said, one day I'm going to live here. And 25 years later, here I am. And I really started to take all of my background across performance production, education, and um, personal development, yoga, everything that I had learned in my entire life. And I started to work with really amazing, high-achieving people, executives, consultants, coaches who wanted to lead a movement, who wanted to speak to inspire. And it's been an amazing ride. I think I'm coming up to, yeah, just about a year and a half of having my green card. So it's still all very new. Um, but at the same time, this is the same work that I've been doing for 25 years. I'm just expressing it slightly different. And I'm, I'm choosing to work with people who are on purpose rather than, I kind of joke about this, rather than it's not, no longer about jazz hands. Hey, I love the Tony Awards. They just happened this weekend. But now it's less about performance and entertainment and more about purpose and transformation. I love all of that because, I mean, some things that, that you said there, there's an energy in just being who you are. And when you show up being unapologetic, unapologetically who you are, great things happen and paths open up for you. I, I get that. And I love that a lot. You know, when you talked about, you know, moving to your dream city after visiting it, I had a similar epiphany when I visited Phoenix for the first time when I was a senior in college. And I told myself the week that I was here, I said, you know, I could see myself living in the Phoenix area someday. Eight years later, I moved and I'm still here. So yeah, I totally, totally resonate with that a lot. Yeah. And it's powerful, right? When you just, when you're in your essence and you just, you say stuff and you dream stuff and, and you just, you file it away. And I think what's really important is the feeling that you conjure when you are making a declaration, even if it's just inside your own heart. Yeah. And I remember very clearly where exactly I was when I said that back at 16 years old on that trip and how I felt about it. And I only said it one time. Mm -hmm. One yeah. time was enough. But 25 years later, you know, I was able to bring that to life. And I had even almost forgotten about it until it all started happening. And I thought, oh, my goodness, like, this is crazy. And there's so many examples throughout my life of that where I just acted out of who I truly was yeah. and things work out really well. Whereas where you force things, they don't go so well. Yeah. After the initial shock of your family hearing that you wanted to pursue music instead of the path that they thought you should take, have they turned around and been real supportive of your entrepreneurial journey? Well, so my, so now I have two families. So I have my, my birth family and I have my U S adoptee family basically. Mm -hmm. Now my birth family, eventually they got on board enough that because I became pretty successful and they saw that I was quite happy. Um, but at the same time it was still kind of like, well, you're doing okay, but you know, I mean, they were really thrilled when I became a music teacher because, you know, there's a big pension. It's very secure in their eyes. There's mm -hmm. a lot of prestige for them, for immigrant parents, if you're a teacher. Um, 
And my American parents have always been extremely supportive of who I am and my journey. And um, entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart. No. A lot of people don't understand it. Sometimes I think I don't understand it. Um, even though I realize, like, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, uh, even though sometimes I don't give myself credit for it. I, like, I remember back in high school, I wanted to go to Jamaica for the summer to save the world on one of mm -hmm. these mission trips. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it wasn't cheap to get there. And I decided to have a bake sale, but it wasn't just any regular bake sale because I knew like selling at 10 cents, 15 cents at a time would take forever. Yep. So I put on this bake sale for teachers. All right. They would have samples and, you know, right. I sold whole cakes. I made $1,500 awesome. in a day. Great. And we are at a break. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is David DiGiorgio. And if you have not picked up my new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, you can find it in Barnes & Noble's in-store on their website. You can also buy it on Amazon. You can find it in any fine retailer. And if they don't have it, have them order it. I would really appreciate it. Again, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime. A review would mean a lot. So, David, let me ask you, what is your big why? Why do you do what you do? Ooh, that's such a big question. So I do what I do, I think, because I've spent so long, 33 years of my life, and probably even more because the transition took a while for myself to accept myself not being who I was. And I recognize, now I recognize it in other people. I was telling someone this weekend, you know, I'm 
I'm an expert. I've spent my whole life observing people's way of being. And that comes from my training in music and musical theater. So when you think about it, musical theater, people are singing very abstract lyrics, which mm -hmm. actually make no sense. And yet they are able to move audiences to tears, to emotion, to standing ovations. And that's pure way of being. That truly is the X factor. Who you are is the X factor. It's not actually talent or anything like that. And so I see people day in, day out, speakers, leaders, people who are up to really big things. And I, I, I'm just so moved to bring out, to expose, to unearth, unleash the miracle that I see in them. Because as I say, I always close my, my keynotes with, um, you know, it's over my dead body. If I have anything to do with it, that you would exit this world without the same standing ovation you arrived with. Mm, wonderful. You are also very passionate about ending bullying, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was severely bullied all through elementary school, all through high school, um, and even beyond that. And um, it's not okay. It's no. just not okay. And I, um, again, I just have a heart. I see people who, and maybe it's not that you're being necessarily um, officially bullied, but you, you just feel like you can't shine your light or you're being diminished by a partner or a boss or whatever situation is. And, and I always, I say to, to some of my speaking clients um, after they share with me, you know, a first draft of their talk or something like that. And I say, you know, what would you really want to say if you could? And then they say it. And I say, well, how about you just say that? And they just light up. And that's what we're looking for. When you light up, when you're just talking about what you actually believe and who you are, it makes such a difference. And nowadays in, in high school, I mean, high school is just a terrible place, I think, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's so much bad stuff happening right now in high schools with all the shootings in this country and beyond, too. I... I just know that for me, the performing arts were my lifeline in high school. And that's why I want to go back and help performing arts students and teachers to build their confidence and to end bullying once and for all in my own unique, unapologetic way. It yeah. just matters to me. There's no, I don't want anyone to have to get to 33 and realize, oh my gosh, I've wasted time. Yeah, absolutely. And that really is where the idea for your book came from, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two parts. One is that so being unapologetic, the title and the brand, my brand came from I'm Canadian. And as as you know, we all love to apologize as Canadians for everything. We're sorry about everything. And I just got tired of it. And I thought, what would it be like if I didn't have to apologize for everything and for who I am? And the other side of it is the whole bullying and confidence piece that I see people come to life when they just they step into the original miracle that they arrived with, everything mm. changes for them. It be, they become so much more powerful. And when you look at all the great leaders of our day, all of them are unapologetic in who they are. Yeah, and they don't worry about what other people think of them. Right, good, bad, or ugly. Now, some leaders have done great things with it, and some leaders have done not so great things with it. But the fact of the matter is it's undeniable when you are operating from who you truly are, people pay attention. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So I like to ask authors what their writing process is like. Did this just flow out of you easily or were there challenges to this? So I never thought that I would write a book. Never also did I think that I'd write a book that's uh, 60,000 words. Mm. Um, So I spent about four months working on the outline. I think that was the key for me. I needed a clear outline of where I was going. So I worked on um, uh, first big sections of the book. And then I had chapters that I broke it down to. And then I started putting stories and ideas into each chapter Mm -hmm. and section bucket. Then my husband and I just recently went on a cruise from Tokyo to Alaska. So we did a Pacific crossing, which is eight days straight at sea. So it was a 16-day cruise with eight days at sea. I ended up writing about 48,000 words in eight days, which was a shock to me. I didn't know I had that in me. But I really do accredit that to the fact that I had a great outline. And I've spent my entire life really experiencing life. I've got a lot of great stories. I've got a lot of great connections. I've met a lot of great people and I've studied a lot. I've, I've paid attention. I've really become an expert in my field because I've really been doing the same thing across multiple industries. And so uh, when it came down to it, I was able to write a whole lot. Now for entertainment value, I just had to write an article for a magazine this weekend and it took me like hours to write 500 words. So I feel like I need a writing break right now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have to go live a little bit of life now and have some experiences so I can sort of re- recharge the story and the writing um, gene in me. <laughs> oh, I totally relate because sometimes when I'm writing and I'm ghostwriting books for people, uh, there's one situation where I was trying to write the introductory chapter and I worked on it one day for a while and I could only get about 100 words mm-hmm. onto my screen. And I'm thinking, I am just stuck and I cannot get off of this bump for the life of me. I left it alone, went to something else, and three days later, the rest of the chapter just flowed. I thought, where was this three days ago? You just, you just have to sometimes just take a break if you can, do something else, or get out in nature, or do something else. Just live your life, and sometimes the inspiration just hits you out of nowhere. I know what that's like. That's fantastic. So you had some collaborators with this, people who uh, did some contributions. How did you decide who you wanted to be involved with? Yes, present company included. So what I did was I had this idea that, I mean, nobody wants to just read stories about you, right? The Mm -hmm. most successful books, the most successful people in the world shine the spotlight on other people. And I thought what would included at the end of every chapter, a feature for someone who resonated with the unapologetic brand and who had their own unword that they resonated with. And so I put a call out and kind of like you did for writers. And then I mm-hmm. sort of went through and I asked them, hey, what what is your unword? What do you resonate with? And we have all sorts of great unwords now, unleashed, uh, un, un, um, oh my gosh, I'm like blanking right now. There's so many, there's like 19 of them actually. Unreasonable. But unreasonable is yours. Yes, that's yep. what I was going to say. And um, unwavering, unstoppable, unmessable unconventional, unorthodox. There's so many of them. And each person in their own way shares a little bit of their story, what it means to them, and just shares a little bit of their vision with 
the rest of the world. And I think it's become such a beautiful compliment to each chapter of the book because it also shows people here is someone who's just a regular, everyday, extraordinary human being. Mm-hmm. And we have everyone from just a starting coach to a multi-seven-figure multi person, actually, mm. also. And so it just gives you that, you know, the reality of look at all these people who are just being who they are and sharing their story. Mm-hmm. And that's been such a blessing to have that. I'm so, so thrilled to have um, 19 amazing people along with me on that's, this journey. That's wonderful. And lots of people write a book and that's really all it is. But you are creating a movement. How much bigger was this project than you thought it was going to be when you started? It's funny because I guess when I started the project, I just thought, okay, I'm writing a book. And then I started to really look back at my life and realize, okay, well, if this is what I'm up to, it's got to be much bigger. And so now it's become sort of the back end of a giving project to, as we said earlier, and bullying and build confidence for performing arts, high school students and teachers. Um, And I mean, I think sky's the limit. I think eventually, mark my words, we're going to create a book for every one of the unwords. So each chapter is going to spin off into its own mini book. And I really do want to take uh, Project Unapologetic across the US, across Canada, and across the world eventually to go and fund dream projects for performing arts programs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would this include scholarships for students to go go to performing arts colleges and the I like? Would love that. So right now we're in the phase of, you know, getting the whole thing to go viral and getting eyes on it because I'm going after celebrity and corporate endorsement. Not because I want that specifically, but because, you know, once you get those kinds of eyes, like I'm going after the Ellens and the Dolly Partons and uh, Grammy winning composers and people in the film industry who support the arts, because when you have that um, uh, traction behind a project like this, you can mm-hmm. actually, there's a lot of money for a lot of things out in the world. So why don't we focus on making high school a better place, uh, giving, giving students a chance to just be who they are right now. So they don't have to wait as long as I waited, or as long as some of us all wait to just do what we love. Yeah. There's so much you can do this with this. When we talked about scholarships for people who want to move on, uh, Supporting traveling theater companies, supporting opportunities for high school graduates to to latch onto that or get mentorships or apprenticeships or even, I don't know, I don't know if starting your own theater company is something you've ever thought about. I know you're busy with everything else, but that would be a perfect extension for something like this for someone who wanted to start uh, a performing arts uh, traveling theater. This could support something like that down the line conceivably. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I'm open to everything. I just want to really inspire people to be who they truly are right now, show up that way in the world and go inspire other people that way. Fantastic. We will come back right after the break. And let me just ask real quick, where can someone get the book? You are in pre-sale mode right now, right? Yes, it's booktitle.com. So beingunapologetic.com. You can get all the info right there. That's fantastic. We will come right back after the break. My furry special guest this week is David DiGiorgio, and his book is called Being Unapologetic, Empowering High Achievers to Become Visionary Leaders and Speakers. And we will come back right after the break, and we will talk in the next segment about his coaching program because he helps speakers who want to speak. And there are a lot of stories that we can talk about there, too. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Be right back.
a mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is David DiGiorgio, and he is the author of the book, Being Unapologetic, Empowering High Achievers to Become Visionary Leaders and Speakers. And David, you coach people on crafting their message and getting on stage, right? I sure do. Absolutely. So who's your ideal client? How do you know who you want to work with? Yeah, so I always say, um, and I think this has become a function of me moving to the U.S. because it's a little bit different in Canada, sort of the culture of this all. But now I say to everybody, okay, I want to work with someone who's up to something bigger than just making money. Yes. So while I can help you craft a speak-to-sell talk, that's not my, um, not my passion. I want to work with people who want to change the world, who want to do good for others, and who are really up to something that is much bigger than themselves, but they want to enroll other people into a larger vision. So that's definitely, you know, it's those high achievers right in the subtitle of the book. That's who I'm going after. I love that. That's great. And of course, building a business is never easy. What are some of the obstacles that you've encountered along the way in your journey to build a business? Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you, immigration is one of the big obstacles. So don't ever mm. immigrate and then think that you want to start a business because that's just, you know, a cluster. <laughs> mm. um, but gosh, you know, I think it's funny because when you see a thriving business, especially now online, because that's where a lot of us experience businesses now, Yeah, we don't realize how much work has gone into that moment, getting to that point. And, you know, all these people say, oh, you should get leads online and this and that. It is so hard. And I don't want it to sound like, you know, it's impossible. But the thing that has worked the best for me is just building my own tribe, my own way. And relationships are the only thing that matter. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's face it. If we didn't have a relationship, I wouldn't be on this interview right now. Until I got to such a high level of success that then, you know, you'd be knocking on my door, right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny, now you have people knocking on your door, right? Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because you have that, you're just being you and people are 
there's chatter out there. And now people come come to us, right? But mm-hmm. to get to that point, it takes a lot of force. Like even right now with the book and and this giving project, you know, we shot a mini documentary when we when we launched the the project back in March in a high school just outside of Los Angeles. This beautiful project. Well, you know, in three weeks we've gotten just over six hundred views. Almost four mm-hmm. weeks, just over six hundred views. If I don't talk about it, the views stop. Right. But, you know, you feel like you're constantly inundating people with your thing, but there's still people out of the several thousand people I'm connected with on Facebook alone, let's just say, who are like, oh, David, I didn't know you were doing that at all. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the challenges is realizing that um, it's okay to be unapologetic and Sometimes you have to go that extra step further. And you know what? If someone unfriends you, today I sent out a message and a couple of people unfriended me. That's okay. Yeah. They're, they don't want to hear what I'm up to. It's okay. It leaves it really more is. space for the people who really want to be. But, you know, we take ourselves out. And I think it's important to remind ourselves that um, you just got to be who you are, period, no matter what. Because look, yeah. you know, and I always I say this kind of as a joke and I say this, you know, I'm neutral. I'm Canadian, right? But mm-hmm. The current presidency right now, whether and this is not political or not, but he's just being himself. Mm-hmm. Now, whether we like him or not is completely besides the point. But look at what he's able to create by being himself. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, why don't you just be yourself and see what you can create instead of us complaining about it? <laughs> yeah. When, when you can be yourself and create conversation, mm-hmm. something will happen. Something will happen. Something mm-hmm. will happen. So – what are some of the biggest pet peeves you see in the coaching industry? Oh. <laughs> um, do we have That's a whole a other show hour? That's a show by itself, isn't it, right? So, okay. Um, there are a lot of people who are calling themselves experts right now. Yeah. And the sad reality is as that they're really good at marketing and they're expert at marketing themselves. But they actually aren't experts in their subject or vocation or whatever it is that they're selling. So right now, just to stick to my own industry, for example, the one Mm -hmm. slice speaking, everybody's a speaker coach nowadays. Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, here's the thing. Even someone who is a speaker, that person who all of a sudden decides I'm going to coach other people to speak may or may not be a great speaker coach because it's a very different skill set to be a coach and to hold space for someone else. And I can give you a very specific example that I witnessed recently. Okay. I'm the speaker coach in this situation. I'm the expert hired, paid, so on and so forth. And there's other people in the same room who are all, they've spoken and they're all giving advice to my clients. And I think, and now here's the difference. I'm not here to give you advice. I'm here as the coach, to hold space for you to find your own way. Mm-hmm. Amateur experts, or people who call themselves the number one this and that, they're very quick to give advice and share all their knowledge and all their success stories and all the things. Nobody can take away the 25 years that I have in performance and production. And I've learned from the ground up what it looks like to create a standing ovation out of nothing while somebody is singing something in a foreign language that nobody understands Mm. or even singing in gibberish. And so I think that's my biggest pet peeve is there's a lot of people who say that they're experts and they have great marketing, but they don't deliver, nor can they deliver. And unfortunately, they're taking money from a lot of honest people 
who are not going to get the results that they're looking yeah. for. Yeah, and that's that's just too bad. I do want to ask you, there is one specific uh, set, subset of your coaching experience that involves helping people land a TEDx talk. A lot of people are interested in this right now. Let's talk about that. What does TEDx look for? Let's just say somebody out there is thinking, ooh, I've always wanted to do a TEDx talk. There's, a, there's an art to this, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. And it's actually more simple than you think, but people don't realize this. And there's a lot of people out there selling this idea that, oh, if you want to get a TED Talk, there's all these things you need to do. Well, TED on their website themselves will tell you that there is no formula. And in fact, they warn against speaker coaches who tell you that there is one, which really? I think is hilarious right on the website. That website. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> now, so here's the thing. This is what TEDx is looking for. You ready? Yes. They're looking for being. Are you being the idea that you believe in? Or did you just come up with this topic and are you more interested in self-promoting or you know, going viral or whatever it is? And the good TEDx organizers can spot a mile away, 10 miles away, the difference. Whether you have dedicated your life to what your work is or whether you've just come up with a topic that you just want to talk about because you think being on a TEDx stage is cool. Mm. If you think being on TEDx is cool or on Big Ted eventually, don't bother. Because the reality is when you do a TEDx talk, if you are not 100% passionate for what you're doing, going viral doesn't just happen overnight. It'll either happen because you have a huge team and a huge budget. Sometimes it'll happen because what you've done is a unicorn, literally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just happens. But it's not just going to happen. And you have to promote it. You have to believe it. And do you want to really be promoting something that you don't 100% believe or stand behind? So, you know, like for me, uh, the TEDx talk that I'm going to be doing soon is all about the X factor of great leaders. And essentially what I believe is that Starting with why actually throws you out of alignment. In fact, you should start with who, who you already are, mm. who you always have been. And that is going to showcase you. And that truly is the X factor that they talk about in The Secret, that they talk about in Think and Grow Rich. Dale Carnegie talked about it. All of these people talked about it in their own way. But that truly is what the X factor is. But I've been doing this my entire life. I'm a product of it. And so everything I talk about it comes down to that. So if you want to get a TEDx talk, figure out what is your, I, what are you about? Who are you? What do you believe? And why do you believe it? Bring that to life. Wow, that's great. What mistakes do people tend to make when they try to apply for a TEDx talk, apart from not being authentic and just picking a topic that they think it's cool? Yeah, so definitely um, uh, trying to pick a topic that isn't exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. Also, so in a lot of the TEDx talks, they'll ask for a short video application, a minute to two minutes. And I see a lot of these videos and and they come across very contrived. I So I learned this again in theater for years. I sat behind the table auditioning people 99.9% .9 of the time we would go with not the brightest talent, rather the person that showed up the most authentically. And we we're like, yeah, we want to work with that person. Wow. So take that 60 to 90 seconds and just share who you are. Don't contrive it. Don't green screen it. Just 
show up as yourself and share what you're passionate about. We want to see you like jumping out of your skin with your idea that, that we know that this is truly who you are. That will translate on video and even in person when you're talking to someone. That's fantastic. We've got probably three minutes to our next break. Mm -hmm. So is there a formula for structuring a TED Talk? We know there's not a formula for getting there, but is there yes. a, a structure uh, that is acceptable for a TED Talk? This is my favorite topic. Okay. The structure of a TED Talk is this, beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> and there again, right on the TED website, they talk about this. And because of my theater background and, and my understanding, I've modified it for myself to be a, um, uh, a, a talk in three acts. Act one, act two, act three. Your act three is always a call to action of some kind. What do you want them to do about it? So what? What do you want them to do about it? And the act one and two can, can vary depending on who you are and what your message is. Mm -hmm. So very, very simple. Just come up with your idea. What do you want the world to do about it? And reverse engineer your way to that and keep mm -hmm. it very simple and very authentic and only talk about one idea in that 10 to 18 minutes that you're going to present. And when you say call to action in act three, that does not mean you're selling something. It means what do you want us to do about the problem that you talked about? Correct. Or uh, how do you want me to think different? Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's also a call to action. What if we approached a problem this way? Then that's a call to action, right? You have to give people, because here's the other thing that we've learned in the digital age. If you don't give people a call to action that is very clear and you don't repeat it, a lesson I've learned from the great Beyonce who says the same thing over and over and over again in any one of her songs. <laughs> if you don't repeat that call to action in multiple different ways, people do nothing. Mm-hmm. Nor will they Absolutely. think of something differently. So you have to tell them, so what? You have to give them the so what factor. Here's what I want you to do about it. Here's how I want you to think about this. Here's the next step. I'm going to crack open the door for you so that you can take the next step forward. Fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. My very special guest this week is David DiGiorgio. And we are right now talking about how to get a TEDx talk. And we will continue this topic after the break. And we will also talk about a wonderful experience that he has called Speaker Experience at Sea. And I can't wait to explore this. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. 
probably heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote-mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbertubles. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is David DiGiorgio. And he is the author of the book, being unapologetic, empowering high achievers to become visionary leaders and speakers. And you can get that book. It's in pre-order now, beingunapologetic.com. Did I get that right? You sure did. Absolutely. And then the last segment, we talked about getting a TEDx talk. And I want to continue this for just a little while longer. We talked about what TEDx looks for. If you missed it or didn't take notes, listen to the replay. Uh, we talked about the mistakes that people make when they try to apply for this and how you can structure a TED talk. Is it possible to be too rehearsed for this? It's, okay, so this is a really interesting question, actually. Um, yes and no. So there's a difference between rehearsing something and memorizing it mm-hmm. and internalizing it. Now, here's the trick. We want you to be so rehearsed that it's internalized. Because once you've internalized it, you have freedom to show up again in your own message. If you haven't completely memorized and internalized it, it's going to look like you're, you know, reading a script, basically. And when you think of your favorite actors, whoever that may be, they've put so much time into their craft, so much time that they look authentic. So unfortunately, this whole, you know, and not to throw the Gary V's under the bus. So people think they they watch someone like Gary V and they're like, oh, I want to be raw and authentic and I don't want to practice too much because that's, you know, there's this movement to just sort of not be practiced. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is Gary V and people like that are so comfortable in their skin. They have mm-hmm. the 10,000 plus hours of being themselves and they're experts in their field. Yes. So go out and become an expert in your field. Speaking takes a lot of work. So get that 10,000 hours in by practicing and internalizing and rehearsing so that all of a sudden, when you get to that 10,000 hour mark, you start to show up back in your own message. Exactly. And there is a huge difference between being raw versus being unorganized. (laughs) Yes. And again, you can be raw after you have that experience where you've been talking about certain things your whole life and you understand that's how the Gary V's and the Grant Cardone's and all these big influencers right now can do it because they understand their brand, who they are and what they're up to. But if you're starting out, you know, it's much more difficult to pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you know if you're ready to do a TEDx talk? You are ready. <laughs> I love this I always answer. tell people you're ready right 
now. You just have to decide that you're ready and you go out and apply. Now, here's the thing. Just go out and apply. There's like 3,000 TEDx talks a year around the world. Let the organizers decide if you are the right fit for them. Once you got that deadline, you got to love constraint breeds a lot of creativity. You will get yourself ready if you are absolutely committed to your message. Absolutely. So what should the end game be once you finish a TED Talk? You're not allowed to sell on stage, but you can certainly promote what you've done afterwards. Certainly, because really the, the idea is you're selling yourself, you're branding mm -hmm. yourself, you're bringing people to you and your idea. And I think that should be the ultimate goal. One, the ultimate goal should be um, outward focus, outward transformation, that you're delivering vision. And I say that very intently. I don't say delivering value, delivering vision to the world. Because if you aren't delivering vision to the world, why should anybody care and listen to what you're saying? Right. Yeah. You want to improve things for others. I love that you made that distinction because mm. delivering value is such a buzzword and it almost yeah. loses meaning. So what is the difference between delivering value and delivering vision? Delivering vision is bigger than me converting a sale or or me helping you out. Right. Mm -hmm. When I deliver vision, I believe that you're not helpless. When I deliver vision, I know that you actually don't need me. But if I just give you one tiny little thing, you're going to go out and take that and make it your own and go create something amazing for other people in the world. Yeah, Delivering absolutely. vision is just being who you are and inspiring other people to be who they are, not to become copies of you. There you go. So, David, what's your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? I was thinking about the answer to this. The superpower, I think a, a friend of mine told me, uh, a teaching colleague, just before I left teaching said, David, you have this gift of being able to see people for who they are and pulling out the best in them. And mm. I think that's what people comment usually when, whenever I'm doing one of my events and giving uh, feedback to speakers, that's, that's just really what it is. I just, I'm able to extract miracles out of other people. Absolutely. If someone listening wants to reach out to you and talk to you about how to play the TEDx game, how can they do that? So you can connect with me very easily at delivervision.com, delivervision.com. And that's because nobody can spell my name. So I wanted to make it simple. And there you can go. connect with me across all my platforms there and reach out. And I'd love to have a conversation about TEDx. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Awesome. You have something else going on. Well, you've got everything going on, but you have a thing called speaker experience at sea. And this is basically a, a mastermind about developing a speaking career while you're on a cruise going somewhere exotic, right? Yeah. And it goes even beyond just speaking. It's really creating, uh, again, it comes back to the book, creating visionary leaders, empowering visionary leaders to go and share their message, share their vision in a way that creates impact globally. And um, yeah, the idea is over the next several years, we're going to travel to bucket list destinations, all seven continents. Our next one is next May. We're going to Dublin, sailing to Iceland and back. And attendees uh, on the speaking track will speak in Dublin and or Iceland. And wow. we have a mastermind track for people who don't feel they want to speak internationally yet or aren't ready for that step, but to mastermind together, get me for that entire time while we're on board. 
um, just to sort of mastermind together and coach you through what it looks like to start in the speaking world or even just to build a business from scratch. And, and you know, I mean, when we mastermind together, we go a lot faster. <laughs> right. So you're talking about masterminding. You're talking about how to get booked to speak. Correct. JV relationships between people who are on in this mastermind with you, developing your talk and basically being ready for the unexpected that could happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to, to learn how to show up as a powerful leader and speaker in any situation, whether it be at a dinner to host and toast or whether it be, you know, um, to go and talk to strangers while you're in port to share your vision with them. Lots of surprises happen on the speaker experience at sea. Wow. So you do this once or twice a year? Yeah. Once a year right now is what we're what we're aiming at. We'd love to do it twice a year eventually. It takes a lot to put this it together. I'm sure you work with a travel agent to put all this together to help you out. My amazing husband came on board in my business. He's He's got a, a full-time corporate job, but he, he's been on so many cruises. And that's actually why I decided to put it on a cruise because I wanted to do something with my partner. And um, he is the private travel agent for Unapologetic Enterprises. And he is loving every second of it. And I love having him on board with me because it really is something that we're building together. Cool. Do you have other destinations that you've already planned? Yes. So we've got uh, Machu Picchu, Galapagos Islands, Peru in mm. sight. We also have an Antarctica in sight. Mm. And we have an Asia in sight in the next few years. So Get your passports ready. Mm-hmm. And let's exactly. go cruising and let's learn how to build a speaking career. I love that. And if people want to learn about that experience, how can they find that out? Yeah, again, also on delivervision.com, you can connect to that. And also just the name of it, the speaker experience at c.com, speaker experience at c.com. Perfect. So, David, who have been your most influential mentors and or books that you've read? Uh, okay, the books, obviously, The Secret Mm -hmm. was amazing to me, not because it taught me anything I didn't know, but actually because I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, I know this stuff. I've You've done this whenever. Yeah, yeah. I've done it whenever I've been successful. Same thing with Think and Grow Rich. I'm listening to it again. I feel like I know this stuff. This is yeah. not a secret to me. Right. Celestine Prophecy, I love how it talks about connection. Um, that really changed the way I connect with other people and how we are all connected. And who inspires me? A lot of people get thrown by this answer. Michael Jackson, Dolly Parton, Celine Dion, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. And the reason is because these people stand absolutely unapologetically in their power. And even when they talk, you just feel it. There's something special about them. And the thing is, it's not actually special. It's just they are being 100% unapologetically, unabashedly, unashamedly themselves. And to me, that is inspiring. I mean, watching Michael Jackson just talk to other people um, is is a masterclass. The way he, he delivers his the words that he says to other people, how he interacts with other people. He's definitely one of my biggest heroes for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? I think coming out to my parents was the, the scariest thing I've ever done, to be mm. totally honest, because like I said, I waited years before I did it. So that I don't think anything is going to top that. Mind you, I will never jump out of an airplane or bungee jump. I've done that. <laughs> no, thank I you. jumped out of an airplane twice and I'm Ooh. done doing it. I'm yep. done. Yeah, I've done it and it's over. Yep. <laughs> if you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what advice would you give him? Be you right now. The world is waiting for you. Stop playing small. 
that's fantastic. How do you want to be remembered? For being unapologetic, of course. And you know what? Being a light for others in the world. And as I say to other people, there is no way I'm going to leave this earth without my standing ovation. And I want you to understand that every time I show up and I'm being me, I'm actually being a standing ovation for you and for other people. That's what brings me the most joy is, is to shine the spotlight onto other people. Fantastic. I normally ask who inspires and motivates you as the last question, but you answered that just a couple minutes ago. You said Michael Jackson, you said uh, Dolly Parton, you said Celine Dion. I love that answer. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. So once again, how can we try with you? How can we vibe with you? How can we find you? Deliservision.com. You can connect with me there. And I love to have conversations with people. Please reach out. Uh, join me on LinkedIn. I'm having a lot of fun lately on Instagram. My husband and I just started a new blog with our dog, which is a lot of fun. So reach out. Don't hesitate to send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. That's fantastic. So also, please remember, everyone, get David's book. It is in pre-order now. It's called Being Unapologetic, Empowering High Achievers to Become Visionary Leaders and Speakers. And if you want to have a TEDx talk, talk with David about how to set that up and how to go about applying and the ins and outs of that, please also delivervision.com, correct? Absolutely. All right, David, thank you so much for being here. It was really fun having you here. We'll definitely do this again someday. Yes, we will. Thank you so much, Brian, for the way you show up unapologetically in the world. It means a lot to me. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank all of you for listening this week. This has been Success Profiles Radio. You can listen at successprofilesradio.com to hear the replay of any show. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. And you can also get my brand new book, Success Profiles Conversations with High Achievers in Barnes & Noble and on Amazon. You can also subscribe to Success Profiles Magazine at successprofilesmagazine.com forward slash Brian VIP. There's a 14-day trial offer if you want to take advantage of that. Successprofilesmagazine.com forward slash Brian VIP. Thanks for listening. It was an honor and privilege to spend all this time with you today. And thank you for spending part of your day with me. We will be back next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and have